1: Everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Green Room Live post game. My name is Bill Matz. woo, and I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. Hey, everyone wins every now and then, you know. Uh, they're not, they weren't going to lose out, and it's nice that they won in front of the home fans. A little bit of. Uh, a little bit of a throwback there to a meaningful game. It seemed like both teams were actually engaged and uh, interested, you know, got the intensity up a little bit, kind of reminded me of meaningful hockey. Forgot what that was like for a little while. Uh, but, oh, man, I made the uh, date on this wrong. It's post game 3-5. All right, well, I was close. So I put it on the fourth. Anyway, yeah, uh, it's – like I said – I personally am rooting for them to lose every game, uh, but they're going to win some. And since it's all completely meaningless at this point, it's cool that it happened in front of the home fans. I'm glad that people who went down to the building and spent money to see this godforsaken team uh, actually got their money's worth today. It was a it was a testy game. It got a little got a little gritty in there. Uh, got a little greasy, and that's always fun. You like to see it. Some. Uh, you know just to see some passion out of this team it's nice uh you know i was saying on on bsh radio yesterday that like uh, i'm kind of down on the idea that the locker room not isn't not that the fact that it isn't toxic because you don't want that but like i don't know it's kind of annoying that everybody still is all hunky dory over, over there and they're all still best friends like this is your 17th win you've played 55 games You shouldn't all like each other right now. But, you know, you get a game like this and, uh, you know, guys sticking up for each other, all that shit. It's cool. Uh, At least you get to see some decent hockey every now and then. I mean, Chicago, man, Jesus, Lankinen was horrible today. Uh, Chicago, you know, they seemed real interested in, like, throwing the body and then getting in scrums. But didn't seem like anyone on that team cared to actually square up and, like, fight you could have avoided a lot of this stuff if someone would have just dropped the gloves at some point. But uh, they refused to do it. They were pretty cowardly today. They, you know, they hit on Connaughton from behind and all that stuff, uh, dragging people down from behind. And uh, But, you know, they lost, and it's cool. If, if the Flyers are going to win and pick up standings points, I'd like to do it in a game like this where uh, you start to really dislike the other team. All right. So uh, let's see what everyone else has to say about this one. No new speaker requests. Uh, just in the discussion real quick, I think this is just having, like, terrible time loading today. Is there anything going on in the discussion? I have nothing here. Everybody hear me? We good? Speaker requests. Okay, all right, we do have speaker requests. Nikki Hall. Nikki, you're live.
2: I was concerned that they actually weren't working. I was like, oh, geez, the Actually, no, I saw, course.
1: like, I got the notification that I, I, had seen your name, and then I opened up the request, and there's no one there, so I just figured it was gonna have to.
2: It take was, it there. um, the, the app actually, likes was like, oh, hey, we have an update now, Go and update in the App Store. I'm like, you fucking, ah. see this. Like, oh man.
1: What'd you think of the game tonight, Nikki?
2: Well, it's a belated birthday win. My birthday was yesterday. Oh, happy birthday! Thank you. Um, Atkinson, hot as ever. You know, I can't say much. Too much more about him. He's a pretty solid guy. I don't know if he's going to be a part of, like, you know, the, you know, two, three years down the line rebuild. But, I mean, having him right now, I can't complain. I don't have, I don't have too many complaints about him, I should say, um, given we have almost a hospital's worth of injuries to this team. So, I mean, you know, Jones was Jones. And, um, trying to think, yeah, the game actually – Game was one of, like you said, it was one of those games where it's like, you gotta win, and you know, if they lose out the rest of these games, and you know what, go for it. But if you yeah, wanna yeah. win a couple down the line, Go for that too. Like win games like this.
1: Win games where it gets testy and like you're in front of the home crowd. You're pissed at the refs. You're pissed at the other team. Like if you're mm. gonna win a couple. Uh, win these ones. You know it mm. would suck to lose these. Uh, lose all the rest of the games. Play three more like this and win them and lose the rest.
2: Yeah, for real. He's got a good draft pick. <laughs> um, what else was I gonna say? Uh, yeah the. Yeah, I can't really say too much more about as far as like you know, our power play is still terrible. Our did, did, I don't even our penalty, our penalty, 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 penalty kill. I can speak. I swear. Penalty kill wasn't terrible. I feel like the four minutes on Lindblom was a little much, but I didn't really see the blood from like. I yeah, mean, I was... saw it.
1: It looked pretty weak, just, I mean, the high stick, sure, it kind of yeah. happens because he's getting drugged down uh-huh. uh, the way he was. And then they show uh, they show Jones in the penalty box, and he's not bleeding. Like, he might have had a little scrape or something. But yeah. so it was kind of a soft call. But the refs, like, they won't call the, the hit on Kanaton, but they will call this to try to keep things under control. And uh, I, I didn't like the way the game was officiated in the third, but yeah, uh, they yeah. come away with the win.
2: Yeah, I'm not really fond on officiating period, but that's another tale for another time. Um, as far I know that the uh, there's a couple more things, and I'll sign off. Uh, for uh, what's it called? Do you do you feel that? And that was something that kind of came up in discussion, maybe last post game or one of the post games. Do you think that the Flyers are gonna botch the trade deadline and not trade Drew, or are they gonna have a trade del- the trade deadline where it's gonna be a move completely out of left field?
1: I think they're going to move pretty much all the veterans with one year left on their deal. I don't see a scenario where Giroux stays. He just can't. Like, Mm -hmm. you can't. The franchise is moving in one direction, and he's got to go in another. Uh, For them to pull off what they need to pull off this offseason, if they want to follow through on their own stated plan, like, I just don't see how you can pay Giroux, what he's going to be worth, and then go out and get more high-end guys. Like mm-hmm. you need to shed some salary because you're not getting rid of Couturier, you're not okay. getting rid of Kevin Hayes, you're not getting rid of Ryan Ellis. So there's only so many guys left that you can move on from. It's going to be like JVR is going to go, whether they're able to trade him or they have to buy him out, and mm-hmm. Giroux, and that's where your money's going to come from this summer uh, to be able to go out and spend. So I-, I think they absolutely have to trade him. I don't see a world in which they hang on to him.
2: Mm, I mean, if he comes back as, like, coaching staff after he wins the cup elsewhere, he wants to win a cup as, like, the coaching staff. And then the next thing was, I know it's kind of random. It feels like it's just, just a hot take. But why is it that today from, from an angle that Farabay, like, low-key looked like coots?
1: <laughs> they have that uh, – I feel like they have the same shape face. I feel like they absolutely do have just some sort of, like – I don't know if it's that hair. They have something similar about them. And thanks a lot, Nikki. Um, Yeah, it's, that's funny. Uh, Let's see here. Let's go to Matt.
3: Matt, you're live on the post game. Uh, Hey Bill. How are you doing today? How are you doing today, Matt? I'm pretty good. Thank you. Um, You know, I just got a quick question here. I listened to your guys's um, like BSH podcast with the whole crew there. Yeah. Um, just Kelly was on fire, and it was she was awesome. she
1: was stupendous. I uh, <laughs> I typically get antsy if I don't talk enough. Like I'm sitting there, I don't like to lay out, and I was just like, I gotta just sit sit back and let Kelly do her thing because she was awesome.
3: Yeah, like it was it was really cool. Um, I just wanted to ask a question though. Like you guys brought up a point, or I guess she did that. Um, amongst your chat, that Charlie alluded to. Um. Like some of the older guard, Clark, uh, Lombardi, Holmgren, being the group that's really pushing for Ristolainen to be re-signed. Are you able to elaborate? uh, Sorry, elaborate more on that. Like, is that really confirmed that it's those guys that are are pushing for that? I think
1: it's like Charlie has that from somewhere, and it seems like those are just the idea that those are the guys who want to help bring the fans back. Like that's kind of, yeah, they're there to help run the hockey team. And like, they want to have that mixture. We want to make our fans happy and also have a good team. And it's like, well, this is the type of guy who our fans are just dying for is Rasmus Ristolainen. Like, I just think their familiarity with the organization, with the fan base uh, more so than anything is what, leads to that sort of, I don't know if it's speculation or Charlie actually has it from somewhere or it's just the general consensus in the media. But uh, I I don't doubt it. Uh, You know, it seems it sounds right. Like Bobby Clark is the guy who said, oh, yeah, we're coming out of the lockout. The game's going to be a lot faster. We're opening everything up. We need Hatcher, G, and Terry in the slow down. Like that's that was that's what he thought. So I I very much believe that that's still kind of their thought process.
3: Okay. yeah, I was just kind of curious about that. Thanks. uh, Thanks again and have a good one out there.
1: All right, take it easy, Matt. Thanks a lot. Uh, let's see here, Patrick Reed Miller. Patrick, you're live on the post game.
4: Hey, Bill, how you doing?
1: How's it going today, Patrick?
4: Well, I'm live from the parking lot.
1: Oh, you were at today's game? Yeah, and it exceeded my expectations. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm not going to be mad. If
4: they're going to lose,
2: but uh, that was a that
1: was yeah. No, look. Uh, that's uh, like I said. If they're uh, they're not gonna lose out, they're gonna win every now and then. If it's a game like this in front of the home crowd, that, that's great. Good for the people who got to go. Like I'm glad you got to go to this one, Patrick. You know you're hanging out with me in all these post games. We're pissed off constantly at this team. It's nice that it's like a little vacation for all
3: of us. You know, it's funny though. Like, like where was this fight?
2: I don't know. I don't know how far back I want to go, but like that—that sort of the end of that, that whole scrum. I was up in my seat. Me and my buddies were screaming to ever so to fucking kill him. You know, like ah, uh, it was—it was just nice. One. Yeah,
1: that's uh, I retweeted somebody who said it. It was uh, Antigrazio on Twitter. He was just like, Flyers needed a game like this 50 games ago, and they absolutely did. Uh, rem- I always remember that uh, that brawl they had with the Caps, the Ray Emery fight a few years ago, where they you know, they were playing like shit and they got killed in that game. And then after that game, they played awesome. And like, so you need these sorts of things to like bring your team together every now and then. Like, this wasn't uh, like a line brawl after line brawl sort of game like that was, but it was kind of a rally the troops and, like, let's win this one because we're fucking mad sort of game, and they did. If they did this in November, like, shit, the season might have gone totally differently. Obviously, the injuries have played a big part, but you can't tell me through, like, November and December the team was trying real hard. Like, yeah, now they just stink because they don't have enough good players. But, like, when when Alain Vigneault was still here, they just – they were not trying hard enough.
2: Oh, yeah. And it's like – I hope I hope with that uh, physical play, someone's like, oh, yeah, Risto's going to be playoff ready. So <laughs> – No,
1: that's – I mean, this is – I really was hoping Risto would just, like, beat the shit out of somebody so that, like, a GM, a GM out there would see it and get hard over it. Like, please kill somebody. <laughs> yeah.
2: But uh, yeah, Cam Atkinson. I've said it. We said it. How many times this year? I love him so much. Like he, he stays.
1: Oh yeah. No, I think I think Cam and Hayes. And I don't think it's. I don't think it's a coincidence that Kevin Hayes was back in the lineup and the team looked like they cared a little bit more today. Like I I I, I do think he's a pretty good. Uh, like locker room sort of guy. I think he's one of the guys who kind of rallies, rallies the group in a game like this. So yeah, listen, you're not going to be able to get rid of them. Hayes Atkinson. Like I think them being here is all part of their uh, Johnny Goudreau plan. Like I've thought that for several years now that this is all just to get Johnny to come here. First we get his friends and then we get him. Like, I think it's all part of
2: their plans. Yep, yeah, but I guess that's a lie, guys. But hey, we're close to the trade deadline and lastly that Kelly rant was awesome. I second that.
3: Today's episode is brought to you by Cars dot com.
1: Oh, it was it was absolutely great. Kelly was phenomenal, phenomenal on this week's show. Thanks a lot, Patrick. Uh, yeah, it's listen, it's been a it's been a real tough season. Um, jeez, man, like the people at ABC, like they get this nationally televised game. They're like, oh, Philly, Chicago, two big markets. It's like, yeah, and this game couldn't matter less. But at least it was somewhat entertaining. Uh, it doesn't look like we have. Any more speaker requests? So I'm going to read a couple of comments, and we can get the hell out of here. Enjoy our Saturday nights. Uh, Hey, Bill, Brink is the NCAA leader in points. What's his realistic future? Second liner if we are lucky. Third if we aren't. Yeah, like a good second liner. Hopefully he can be that sort of – I'm thinking like the Morgan Frost, the the thing we want out of Morgan Frost, like that second-line playmaker. Uh, but guys, you know, some guys step up, and they continue to get better at each level. Bobby Brink looks like a guy who's improved his game. Uh, obviously, from what we heard from his uh, the night he was drafted, he needs to work on that skating a little bit, and maybe that holds back his ultimate ceiling, but... Uh, eh, we, we just gotta wait. It's hard to project. Like, think about how we would project so many of the guys that we watched play today a few years ago. Like, Proverall, Sandheim, you know, TK. Uh, we thought they were going to be all studs. And then, of course, it's, it's, it seems to have gone the other way. So uh, I'm really waiting to see on prospects. It's not like I've watched Brink ton, uh, play a ton. I got my hands full watching the NHL and, uh, you know, obviously plenty of professional wrestling in there too. So, uh, But I, I think, you know, Brink is going to be an NHL player, it seems like, and hopefully a good one. Uh, yeah, there's another one in here. Better point per game than Brock Besser about the same as Kevin Hayes did when Hayes was a senior. Yeah, so, I mean, shit, those are some pretty good examples. Uh, those are some pretty damn good players. Uh, happy for Simmer, Mrs. Attitude. Yeah, I think Simmer hit 1,000 games today. Uh, that's cool. But uh, Man, Wayne Simmons, I haven't loved uh, – like, I love G. Uh, I'm – I'm a big fan of Claude Giroux, but, man, Wayne Simmons, he just was my kind of player. Just loved Wayne Simmons. He was a flyer. I wish he was still here. It didn't work out that way. Uh, But, shit, maybe you can can play on our fourth line next year. Uh, Best post game in hockey, Bill. Imagine what these would be like if the team gets good. You're the man. You know, Johnny, thanks a lot. I appreciate that. I've been thinking about what these will be like when the team gets good for a long, long time. And we had a little taste of it prior to the pandemic and then, you know, into the bubble playoffs, but shit, we're still waiting. We're still waiting for this team to be real good. Hopefully sometime soon we should get some sort of badges after having the loyalty slash insanity to continue on with this season. It's, you know, I always say I, if I could quit, I would. Uh, That's why It's one of my favorite bits is how I talk about Mets fans, and I just fucking hate them because they're stupid. Like more than anything, a Mets fan is a fucking idiot. Like, do do you think I'm a Phillies fan because I like losing? Like I chose on purpose the eleven thousand win team. Like I'm just in because I'm in, and I don't have a choice. You live in New York. You have the fucking Yankees, like, the best team in the history of North American sports, and you're like, nah, I'll go with the other team. Like, uh, it's just, (laughs) if I could give up, I would, but I can't. Uh, Come on, I see, I thought we had another speaker request here. Doesn't look like it. Atkinson-Faraby combo looked great. Would like to see that combo kept together. Yeah, I mean, they produced early in the season. Uh, you know, Brassard went back when he was playing at the beginning of the year, when he was playing well, they reunite that trio today, and – Damn, they, they looked like uh, they did it at the beginning of the year. It's, you know, it, it just one of those things that has not worked out with this fucking season. You know, Broussard was a nice depth add. If he could have just stayed healthy, that is a perfect depth add. Uh, but didn't work out. It just sucks. It's one of the reasons this year has gone the way it has. Uh, let's go to Warren Brody. Warren Brody, you're live on the postgame.
4: Hey, how you doing, Good win today. It was, I I really enjoyed the uh, the, the fisticuffs and I that added it, it was like old time hockey there. Um, yeah, good it, question it for felt, you.
1: Well, it felt like a game that mattered, and we haven't had many of those.
4: Yeah, it almost seemed like there was Stanley Cup Game Five there. There were actually yeah. two teams only declined that that were playing in 2010 for it all. It's funny, It's pretty interesting today. Um, quick question. Risto, I heard your discussion on Broad Street Hockey on your podcast, and do you, I cannot believe they would sign Risto for more than $6 million a year. I, that would shock me.
1: I mean, but, I can't believe they'd sign him for more than, like, four, but uh, this team, man, like, no, nothing would shock me. This is the front office that gave Andy McDonald $30 million. So, like... I, I, but I don't... It, it,
4: I don't see how with the salary cap or where where they stand, how that's even possible. But especially if they're looking to bring in top end offensive talent.
1: Now that's the like you could you could live with a bad contract like that if you had that good young talent. Like if all these if all these guys in our lineup like had worked out like a Provorov and Sandheim and TK like were all the stars they were we thought we were gonna have. Sure, you can afford a bad contract because you have good, really good players under under reasonable deals. But you have to go out and get that production that you're not getting from them. I don't understand how you think you can afford it if you're going to give Ristoline in that money. Like you can't get Johnny Goudreau if you give him $40 million or whatever the hell the thirty eight.
4: Oh, oh, unless they're really going to unload a lot of these guys. Like, to connectney, Me and Sanheim? That's the only thing I can think of.
1: I expect one of the Me sanheim proverov trio to be moved. I don't think we're going to go into the year next year with all three. Um, Charlie's floated the idea that it's – not impossible to see a JVR buyout if they're not able to trade yeah. him. So they're yeah, to try I, to free up as much money as they can. I believe that. I,
4: I don't think it's horrible for the, if you're a Flyer fan to have to watch JVR another year. I mean, he's just not he's not effective. It's it's just it's just brutal like, to watch.
1: Yeah, they just need they just need that money. Like they, I I. JVR well, changed my opinion of him, uh, his last couple of years in Toronto and his first couple of years here. Honestly, he was what I expected him to be. But now it's just, it's over, man. Like, he, he doesn't have it. Maybe he can go somewhere else and, and find it again, but he doesn't have it here. He's got to go.
4: Yeah. Keep in mind, Sandheim's contract's up next year. So
1: it's after next year. Uh, you're right. Yeah.
4: Man. This, he's going into his last year next year. So, uh, yeah, that 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 he could be the odd man out, but the way Provorov is playing, uh, other, you know, I don't know.
1: <laughs> no, that's the like. I feel like they get the most for Provorov because teams still might look at him like. Oh, former first-round pick. Look at those really good years. Look at the minutes he plays. We can put him in the right situation, like the way teams looked at Ristolainen and went, "Yeah, but in our situation, he'll be better." Like I think teams would look at Provorov and go, "Oh my God, think about what we could do with him." And like you'd get a lot for Provorov, and maybe they'd be right. But uh, I'm very much willing to move on from him, especially if someone's willing to give up
4: a shit ton for him. But Charlie mentioned in with his theory regarding Risto, it doesn't make sense to sign him because if Ellis gets hurt, you you're forced to use them in the first pairing. Yeah. And that that part I agree with. I, I don't I don't quite understand it all. Maybe it's all just rumors and, you know, it's all BS. Yeah,
1: maybe we're all just getting played and something else is happening. Like I, I will say and thanks a lot Warren. Uh I will say like If I wanted to trade a guy I just gave up a first-round pick for, like they did Ristolainen, I would make it seem as if I really wanted to keep him. I very much valued him. Um, You know, just have that little bit of an internal leak there. I'm not saying this is what's going on. I'm just maybe, maybe there's some sort of... Uh, let's try to raise his value a little bit more, see if we can make up what we gave up for him. Uh, Dan Allen. Dan, you're live on the post game.
0: Hey, Bill. How you doing, man?
1: How's it going today, Dan?
0: Good. Yeah, I know we're kind of in losses are good mood, but uh, it's nice to have a nice little win on national TV, huh? Oh, yeah. If, if they're going to win, it should be like this. It should be
1: in a game where, you know, about halfway through it, you really just start to hate the other team. It's in front of the home crowd. They're going to win every now and then. Game like this all allow it
0: yeah, I wish that uh I wish the wrist alignment line was on the ice when uh when uh when uh doc took out uh, uh that guy whose name doesn't matter on the <laughs> just, yeah. just so can punch just who so could rip his head off you know
1: yeah that, like that <laughs> that hit man. really was fucking silly and yeah it's it's Kevin Connaughton, but like it, you can't allow things like that to go on.
0: No, that was that was nice. I remember early in the season when the Flyers were playing were playing well and we were like, Oh, you know, this team is actually uh you know, they actually have some effort out there and they're actually standing up for each other. That kinda came back again today, which we haven't we haven't seen it. It's been pretty lackluster for uh ever <laughs> so I'll yeah like no that's that's what made today fun is it just seemed like the game mattered Like that's the
1: you know they could win it's it's hockey like it's basically pinball they could win on any given night just because like you know most games are one goal games you can get a couple of bounces but if when they do pick up points in the standings it's nice when it's one that you like everyone feels like okay i feel good about this win even though i think losses are wins I feel uh, like I'm happy about this win. I'm glad they won that game, uh, considering the way it played out.
0: Yeah, and as the uh, broadcast continually pointed out, the Flyers are the worst team in the league in one goal cool game. So uh, <laughs> it's a nice little, nice little change. I, I, you know, I, I was, ha- I'm happy the NHL is back in ESPN. But like, if I have to hear one more time about how long it's been since the Blackhawks won a regular season game in Philadelphia again, which I don't give a shit about because they won the one game that matters in the last 20 years. Uh, I was going to throw my controller at the screen. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, sure. Absolutely. Uh, last thing, real quick. Um, It sounds like you did record BSH radio uh, this week. We did. We recorded it on Friday. Oh, okay. I couldn't find it on Google. I was, uh, I was uh, thinking maybe you guys skipped a week, but maybe it just hasn't shown up yet. Uh, anyway, yeah, thanks, Bill. Yeah,
1: You got it, Dan. Yeah, sometimes uh, – thanks a lot, Dan. Yeah, sometimes the podcasts um, – and take a little bit to upload, uh, especially uh, I know like Spotify is usually the fastest. Uh, Apple's a little slower. I'm not sure about Google, but it got uploaded yesterday. Uh, if you want to find BSH Radio, it should be up on your podcast feeds by now. And since we don't have any more speaker requests... I think we can wrap it up there. So uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you for hanging out. And just like I was saying, check them podcast feeds. you got to hit that subscribe button. Uh, search Broad Street Hockey wherever there are podcasts. And boom, content, content, content. Uh, all the post games get posted there. So if you miss one, you can listen to it uh, later on. Obviously, our flagship show, BSH Radio, there's uh, – a uh, fly purply, uh Flyers Forecast, checking out the competition, uh, all that stuff. So be sure to check it out. And be sure to check out this week's episode for Kelly's awesome rant. It was really good. You heard some callers reference it. Uh, so check it out. All right. Uh, that will be it for me. Again, thank you all for listening. Thank you for hanging out. My name is Bill Matz. Till next time, have a great week, everybody.